episode 21 of the Diz Explorers podcast, where each week we explore different aspects of the wide and wonderful Disney universe. It's Monday, October 10th. It's October already, which means I think Christmas is next week. <laughs> <laughs> and according to the parks, actually, no, you got a few more weeks. You got to let Halloween at least get to Halloween Day. And then Christmas starts immediately after. So tonight we almost have a full cast. With us is Crystal. Hey, you all. And Jessica. Hi, everyone. And Milford. Yep, live from Detroit. <laughs> and Adrian. Hey, everybody. And I'm RJ. Melanie, unfortunately, is without power after Hurricane Matthew came through, but that's the only thing she had suffered is just a loss of power. Her house is okay. Her family is safe. So we're all happy and glad for that. And for everybody who listens who was affected by it, we hope everybody stayed as safe as they could and, and only took on some minimal damage. I know there was some areas that got hit really, really hard, and there were some areas that didn't get hit as hard as projected so hopefully everybody stayed safe and and came away with minor damages either to property or or whichever the case may be so this week we saw the end of an era for a parade last night was the last main street electrical parade in its current form at the magic kingdom and i know we had touched on this a couple weeks ago when they had announced all this and did some speculating and stuff like that which was where it was going and what was coming and so on and so forth. We do know that this parade is going over to Disneyland and they will have paint the night and the main street electrical parade running for both for a while together. And then after that, it's kind of still up in the air what's happening. I, uh, I watched a couple periscopes last night of, of the late show of the 11 o'clock show. I stayed up and Wanted to see it, just uh, one, because I'm insane, and number two, mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's not as near and dear to my heart as the original Main Street Electrical Parade that I grew up with when I was a kid, because it's the first one my parents took me to see, but I did enjoy watching this one because it's the first one we took my kids to see, so that'll always hold a special place in my heart. It did, you know, have a lot in common with the original one. The music was similar. Most of the floats were similar, but uh, as I watched it, I found myself not as sad as I thought I was going to be. I mean, it was sad, you know, to see it because, you you know, um, now there's no nighttime parade, which is, which is very odd to think about. And, and for the foreseeable future, at least through the end of the holidays, besides the holiday parades on party, on party nights, I there's nothing that we know of that's happening after the first of the year. So I'm sure they have something in the works. They always do when they choose to announce it. Who knows? Maybe after holiday time, because like I said, you have those other parades that'll fill up at least four nights a week for people who have paid for the the hard ticket events. But we'll just have to see what they come out with after that. Uh, I was glad to see that the parade went out with a bang, so to speak. Crowds were huge at the Magic Kingdom. I saw on on the periscopes I watched, and I'd heard on following along on Twitter. There was lots of clapping and hooting and hollering, and you could tell the performers were were giving it their all. You know, some people had some pretty close up shots of of the like the characters, the the performers that aren't in in costume, aren't in full face mask and stuff like that. Like for instance, the end, the 
the women who march along the side of the America float. I mean, you could tell they were really, they were really putting one hundred and twenty percent into it. They they were really doing their spins and getting their knees up high and smiling ear to ear. So I think it's a thing of pride for them too. Many of them may go on to other performance jobs in Walt Disney World, uh, or, or or maybe not. Maybe some of them will travel with the parade to to Disneyland, which would be great experience for them. I'm not sure how that works, but. Anyway, it's it's done. There's millions of videos of it for people who haven't seen it to, to go and check it out. And uh, so that's that. So tonight we're going to feature a uh, trip report from Crystal, who went on a Disney cruise recently. She was there the same time as I was, but she was out on out to sea for Halloween on the high seas, which sounds awesome to me and sounds like something that I really should probably do one day. So, Crystal, let's hear all about it. Okay, yeah, we just went on our fourth uh, Disney cruise, and we didn't start cruising until just recently. So, this is our fourth cruise just within two years. We did, we've done three four-day cruises and one seven-day. So, the four-day cruise is what fits for us. We've been on the Magic as well as the Dream. We've been on the Dream three times. So, we've gotten to experience both the aqua dunk and the aqua duck and both of them are pretty (laughs) incredible Um, this most recent time that we went we did a family cruise so it was my husband and I with our two-year-old son and then in the stateroom next to us it was my mom and grandmother and then in the next stateroom was my mother-in-law and her boyfriend so we had three staterooms and a ton of family fun so we live about 50 minutes from the port so it's very convenient for us I know Disney cruises can be expensive so Um, Not having to pay for that cost of the flight is very nice, um, being super close. I mean, cruises, I've never taken a cruise until the last two years, and I am all in on the cruise lines. You know, you don't have to clean your room. You don't have to cook dinner. (laughs) (laughs) You can take your kids to the Oceaneers Club and pretty much not even watch your kids. Disney will do it for you. (laughs) And most importantly, you don't have cell phone service. So even if you wanted to work, you cannot work. It's amazing. They cannot call you unless something terrible has really happened. They have to track your ass down. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that is personally why I love cruises. And then Disney just really does a cruise on steroids. They have the best food in the industry, the best service, the best Broadway shows, and they have Castaway on their own private island. So I feel like everything that Disney does, they take it to the next level with cruising. And that's why we've done four within two years. It was like we did one and like, this is our new home. We love it with the combination of Disney. So you get that same great service um, as well as, you know, the experience with the characters and that tie into the park. And while you're on the ship, there is just so much stuff to do. I did a cruise when I was a lot younger and I was kind of bored to tears where Disney, there's always something to do. So character meet and greets. They added a Bibbidi-Bobbidi boutique. Um, they have the Broadway shows, the, the sail-away party, the pirate party, the fireworks show. And then they also have seasonal cruises with the Halloween on the high seas and very maritime cruise as well as Star Wars days at sea in the summer. So there's always something to do on these cruises. And instead of kind of going into all of that, seeing that is, you know, the majority of the experiences you can have on the cruise are included in your cruise fare. So kind of what I was going to focus on today was the few things that are an additional fee that you can do on the cruise line. So kind of hitting on Remy, Palo, and the spa. So next time you guys go on your cruise, you can decide if you want to pick up that additional charge with these experiences. 
So I was going to kind of kick it off initially by talking about Remy. So has anyone gone to Remy before? I have not. I've, I've been to Palo. I don't know if they're similar. Yes. So somewhat similar. Remy is kind of a step up from Palo. It is, I would say, kind of like equivalent to Victorian Albert. So out of all of the restaurants I've ever been to, this is probably the most sophisticated uppity restaurant I've ever been to. So you have to wear, you have to, the men have to be in a suit. Um, and have to have a coat on. The ladies cannot have sandals. They have to be in either a dress or a pantsuit. No kids are allowed. And it is an additional charge. So there is an upcharge as well as you have to pay for your drinks if you and decide to go to Remy. And we love Remy. It is awesome. And the reason we started really going on cruises is because we don't have family in Orlando. So we can take our son to the nursery and they will watch him. It's an additional fee of $7 an hour for him for children that are three and younger. If you're three and up, you can go to the Oceaneers Club for free. So we dropped our son at the nursery and we actually had a date night. So that was why we really love cruises because it was a very expensive babysitter, but it was the only way that we were going to get time together. So we really utilized the nursery. Well, this time we had family, so we kind of got a little bit more time to hang out by the pool and do some stuff. But you take your Wayphone with you after you drop them off at the nursery and they'll give you a call if you need anything. And they do call. So we saw the table next to us ended up receiving two calls regarding their children. But I could do a whole episode on just the nursery. They are fantastic. They even remembered our son. So because we've been on a couple of cruises in the last few years, so they, they remembered him. They remembered his name. Every time we went in, they were excited to see him. Wow. Um, and then my cousin actually works at the Oceaneers Club. So she was on her within her first month of being on the Disney Dream, and she's part of the Oceaneers Club. So if you see Lauren, that's my cousin. <laughs> um, and she's absolutely loving the experience, too. But the nursery is awesome. I have no fear with dropping your kids off there. My husband initially registered just my, my husband to be able to pick up and drop off. And they wouldn't even let me pick up and drop off my own son because I was not registered. <laughs> we didn't do it correctly. So they are hardcore. So after dropping them off to the nursery, we did head up to, um, to Remy and it is very formal. So, so much so that they have like a bench slash chair just for women's purses that they like sit it next to the table. Wow. And <laughs> it's, it's intense. And it's like your silverware is set every single time in a certain way. If you stand up from the table, they fix your napkin. It is super hardcore. During one of the courses, our server was like shaving truffle on the top of a dish. And he dropped the truffle. And I thought he was going to just cry. Like I, He was like suicidal after the whole thing. And I was like, really? You do not care. Like out of all people, this is no big deal to us. Like we think it's hilarious. But they really, they, they do not soften that, that exterior. It's kind of like trying to get like a princess cast member out of character. They will not do it. Like these, these guys will not break on, on kind of that, that high end experience. Um, even the wine steward came over and they'll, they'll make recommendations based on what you're eating and what courses you have and which wines that you prefer. And we were even giving him a hard time. I was like, you know, I'm a big beer person. Can you can you describe a Bud Light for me? And <laughs> I mean, he did not laugh or smile or anything. Like, oh, man. See, are, so that would be me too. <laughs> yeah. So there. So if you're looking, you know, to go somewhere that you feel comfortable, it's very uppity. Like you're worried about like the way you hold your fork and are you doing everything like as part of the etiquette. So just know that going in that it, it it's very formal. So if you do the the brunch, the champagne brunch, it's a lot less formal and a little bit more casual. 
but it's we still had a really great time. I don't want to make it sound like it's it's too stuffy. You just can't handle it. But the guys really do try to main or the server and the staff. You know, they really try to maintain that high end. You know, appearance as well as your experience. So. We had a great time. Our server was Juan, and we actually had the same server for dinner as well as for the champagne brunch, which was great because he kind of got a, an idea of what we like and what kind of wines we like to champagne. And they also do, I'm a big Lasseter wine, uh, wine fan, and they have several signed bottles from John Lasseter on the cruise ship. So you can actually see as you enter the restaurant, the signed um, bottles, as well as the bottle of wine that they served in the film Ratatouille. So the entire restaurant is themed after Ratatouille and they even have a crystal rat, like the Ratatouille rat actually up, like displayed when you come into the restaurant. And then there's hidden rats throughout the restaurant. So it's kind of cool. Instead of um, them having Mickey, they have the hidden rat. So they kind of joke about it in the high-end restaurant that they have hidden rats. <laughs> but it's amazing sunsets. You get such beautiful views there. They even have a violinist that will come out and they'll like, she has a microphone hooked to her and she'll like come out and play music and stand next to the table. And it's really gorgeous, really gorgeous music. And the food is awesome. There's two different chefs that they have that are, it's like a preset menu and you can pick between um, a French chef or an American chef and the cuisine changes based on seasonality. So every time we've gone, we've gotten a different menu um, it keeps some of the same ideas there. Like I really, I, I'm a big quail fan and they have quail on the menu and I've had it there multiple times and they always fix the dish differently based on the season. So super cool there. The food service, the food and service is outstanding. The presentation of the food is gorgeous. And then they do these like really cool surprises throughout your, your journey where I, I don't want to spoil any of them. But it's like a five-course meal that really turns into like 12. When you stand up to leave, you're like rolling out of the restaurant. Like you cannot eat anything else. And at the end, they give you, even after the desserts and everything else, they come out with these these lollipops that they, they make fresh. And they're the best lollipops I've ever had. So we were there for brunch the next day. And Juan came over, our server, and I was like, do you have more lollipops? And he said that they had, they were all out of them because they had to make them fresh the next day. So later on that night, we heard a knock at the door and Juan had come down to our room and brought us more lollipops because they made them fresh that night. So it was super cool that we made such a connection with him that he even came down to, to give us some lollipops before we left the cruise ship. So pretty incredible service overall from, from Juan and, and the team there. But again, it's very high end experience. I would recommend getting a reservation ahead of time, but you can also book while you're on the cruise. I would just kind of take a look at the schedule. It's very tough with the navigator to know what's going on that night. So if you know you really want to do the pirate night, you could potentially, if you're scheduling at home and you don't know what the schedule looks like for your cruise, you could potentially schedule it the same night as pirate night. So it's kind of tough to plan that out. Normally they have a similar schedule. So I would look and see you know, what you really want to do during the evening to make sure that you don't schedule over that. So if you want to go see the Villains Broadway show, I would kind of try to get an idea of when that is so that you don't book uh, Remy during the same time. But overall, an incredible dining experience. The next day we did Remy champagne brunch, and I swear I was so hungry from the night before. (laughs) (laughs) It was a lot of food. But the brunch was awesome. The name is somewhat deceiving. So they do give you a glass of champagne when you enter the restaurant, but you have to pay for a champagne flight if you want it to match each course that comes out throughout the brunch. So just know, again, that's an additional upcharge for the champagne flight that would come with it. Hmm. 
and it is much more casual to go at brunch. So even the serve set, the server staff, they did not have their jackets on. They didn't have their bow ties on. It was just more of a white shirt with black pants. And we dressed a little bit more casual as well. Kind of like Sunday church clothes would work and the men do not have to have a jacket on. But I did see someone who wore like dark jeans. They ended up getting refused at the door and told that they had to go change. So it's still, it's a step above. It's definitely khakis, a dress shirt, maybe just a tie with no jacket. Um, But I was shocked to to see them, you know, request that he would, he needed to go change. But the fair is also a little bit lighter too. So they still have several courses, but the, the food's not as heavy. And then they do go through the champagne and talk about, you know, like a mini, a mini tutorial on champagne in the beginning, which is pretty cool. And they call it French coffee. And it, it's, it's really cute how they, how they set it up. And the courses were, were outstanding. I don't want to overshare on the food because it's really, there's so many secret things that they do. You know, they serve you special drinks and they'll, they'll bring out little tidbits on the side and, it's just so cool that I don't want to ruin it, the experience for anybody. It's one of those things. It's like I just recommend going and, and really and really trying everything. So the the brunch was the same way. And just to give you an idea, like for dessert, they did a spicy chocolate soup, which sounds terrible, <laughs> but was the best thing that's ever happened. And I don't even like chocolate, so I was all in on spicy chocolate soup. But if you have to choose between. Remy brunch and Remy dinner. I would I would definitely go with dinner because the dinner is just so so amazing and you get the sunset. And the other thing is, if you get the champagne flight at brunch, you're kind of hammered in the morning. <laughs> so if you're not a big day drinker, it, it's 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 a tough day because we did the flight and we noticed the table next to us was was kind of lit as well. So you have to pace yourself or keep the kids in the Oceaneers Club for a little while longer until you can sober up because it is a lot of champagne. They'll pour you like a full glass for each flight. So you pay the extra money, but you do get a lot to drink with that. So overall, I would highly recommend Remy for either brunch or dinner. If you had to pick between the two, I would recommend dinner. Palo brunch is fantastic. We've done Palo brunch on a different cruise and we really liked it. We did it towards the end of our cruise and we did the brunch buffet and we were a little buffeted out. So it was all fantastic food. But if you're not looking for a buffet and you would rather have something plated, then I would recommend doing Remy. If you love to just go in and sample everything and you want to try a lot of different things, then I would try Palo Brunch and it's a little less expensive too. So that's kind of the the, the Remy Palo background. Um, and then I was going to move into the spa, which is, again, an additional upcharge experience that you can have. The spa is beautiful there. It's connected to the gym and the smoothie bar. So you feel really guilty when you walk in and people are working out and you're like, I'm going to go put on my, my fuzzy robe and my slippers. <laughs> like, I'm not working out. No. And then they do have a relaxation room there that is an additional upcharge too, where it's like, I think it's like the rainfall room or I'm not sure. Normally with the Disney spas, that stuff is included, like the Grand Floridian spa and it's through census. They have all of that stuff that if you just get a massage there, then you can experience all of that stuff and it's included in the fee where this spa, it's actually an additional charge. So they do take you into the locker room. They have separate male, female locker rooms. But after that, after you get your robe on and your slippers, you go into a co-ed waiting area. So just know that because I think some people are a little uncomfortable with that. And they do have some tea there. Normally, they have a little bit more snacks and stuff at the other census spas where this one, it was just tea. And then they also have you complete your paperwork there. 
So normally you do that at the front and it's not as disruptive as it is in that co-ed waiting room. But when you saw the paperwork, they'll ask you, are you stressed? Are you trying to lose weight and different things? And based on what you check, they try to sell you stuff. So the less that you check, the less they will try to sell you. So know that going in. <laughs> and then from there, I did the pamper package and I've done a, a spa experience every time we've gone. And they, I mean, the spa experience is amazing. Like the actual quality of the massages are fantastic. Some of the best out there. They're really, really good. I would just say like the relaxant relaxation time and rooms leading into the massage or whatever experience you're having isn't as relaxing. They really want to get you back out onto the boat and doing other things. So they don't have this huge space set up like they do at a normal spot. I, I don't think they have the room for it. So, but overall the, I got a facial as well as a massage. I think it was like a 50 minute experience. It's fantastic. My biggest challenge was not falling asleep, <laughs> um, but apparently I have that challenge a lot. So, <laughs> but, but at the end, they do give you the sales pitch depending on, you know, if you want to do a detox or foot mapping or creams, which is, I don't really love that idea. Sometimes in the comment section, I'll actually just say like, I'm here to relax or I don't want to buy anything. But that first time you go in, they'll start at a detox that's $180. And by the end, they're like, do you just want $10 cream? Just take the $10 cream. And like, I mean, they'll work you down on price range. Um, so they kind of make two or three stops before they stop the sales pitch. So that's the only thing, that's my only beef that I've ever had with doing the massages on the cruise. But overall, the quality of the massage is great. They do get you back out to the boat quickly. They have a sauna within the, the, the locker rooms, but it's very easy to schedule the appointments. I was able to get in and we were at day at sea. I think it might be a little bit more challenging if it is day at sea and you have a packed ship, as well as if you wanted to do a cabana massage. So on Castaway, you can actually have a massage in a cabana out in the adults only area in the Serenity Bay, which would be pretty awesome. I haven't done that yet. <laughs> so may want to book that head online. I used gift cards that I'd gotten from my birthday. So if you get the Mickey Disney Store gift cards, you can actually use those to pay for the spa when, you, when you're done. So I use that. And then I also recommend trying to get a Manny and Petty on the ship instead of doing it before you, you leave your house. I know a lot of people love to get their nails done before they go on vacation, but that's something that you can actually schedule the first day and have done there. And then one time I ended up getting my husband a men's haircut and shave. So he ended up getting to uh, go to the spa and hang out for a little while. But they do have other things that you can do. So you, they have Manny, Petty, facials, the different wraps. They have teeth whitening, cool sculpting, which I heard is a lot cheaper there than it is if you do it like here locally. So huh. they kind of give you that whole sales pitch when you go in, if you want to try to, you know, get orthotics or a detox program. So there is a lot of sales going on on the side for that kind of stuff. But overall, the actual massage was fantastic. So between eating and relaxing, I had a pretty great time. And then maybe <laughs> a little day drinking too, <laughs> while our son was in the nursery. Nice. So the cruise is awesome. We had an amazing experience with the family there. You know, we had, we did, the, we participated in the fish extender, the fish exchange. So we went in and dropped off little gifts for the other kids. I know Mel kind of touched on it before, and that is some people really go all out for fish extenders. I had no idea how big of a deal fish exchange really was. <laughs> I had gone to like Party City and bought like bubbles and tattoos and smaller stuff, and people were giving each other like monogrammed sand buckets and wow oh i mean just these <laughs> i mean two to five dollars per present per stateroom so i didn't realize like 
how much money people were really investing. I know Mel said that people spent a lot. And after walking by some of the rooms and seeing what was exchanged, I was shocked to see the investment that people had made. So we did do some of the fishes senders. I was late to get on the, the Diz boards and say that we were going to participate. So we gave a lot of, of presents just because our son liked to drop everything in there. But we were within like the three week window. So we didn't get a lot. But it, regardless, we still had a, an awesome time. And I look forward to getting on the Diz boards ahead of time. But it's going to be an investment. So I'm kind of scared. It, I think it was a good thing that I saw how it really worked before I got, got in too far. I think people would have been upset with us. And then we had a great time at Pirate Night. Our son dressed up as Captain Hook. And then we had t-shirts that were cut up to look like pirates with some fabric belts and black pants. And then we also dressed up as the cast of Cinderella for our mouse parade party. And uh, that was awesome. My son was Prince Charming and I was Cinderella. We had a pumpkin, a cat, and some mice in our group as well with the, the in-laws participating. It was just so much fun. We we went ahead and scheduled our next cruise. So my mom and my grandmother and my mother-in-law were all going to go again. We got the same staterooms, exactly the same. We already put down our deposit. We got the discounted rate as well as the shipboard credit. So our countdown begins for our next cruise. So we are all in on cruising and we'll officially be there September, I think, 19th of next year. We're back in on a Disney Dream awesome. for another four days. How much fun. I was going to ask yeah, you that great at time. the beginning when you started, do you... Because I know it's a huge discount. Do you have you done that every time, booked on the ship before you left to get like that ten percent or whatever it is, or twenty percent off on the next cruise? We yeah we have. So we'll just do a placeholder. So we'll pay a deposit and then do the placeholder on the actual date that we want. And the another additional benefit is if you use a travel agent, they'll give you a shipboard credit too. So we use Dreams Unlimited when we book our cruises. So we'll get the the Disney Cruise Line stateroom credit, as well as our travel agent gives us an onboard ship oh, credit wow. too. So we kind of are able to double dip, yeah. which is awesome. And my mom and grandmother, even though we did the same thing for my mom and grandmother, we were on the cruise when we booked it and we went ahead and place, did a placeholder on their room, even though we didn't know if they were going to go with us or not. They ended up getting, I think, a $70 shipboard credit. So when they walked off the boat, they didn't do any additional experiences. So the night that we were getting off the cruise ship, they were running down to the shop trying to spend money because they didn't owe anything. <laughs> they paid their tips and then they didn't, they had money to spend because of the shipboard credit. So it, it really does go a long way to get those shipboard credits. But yeah, that's what we've done every time and we'll, we'll get the discounted rate. The only thing that's scary about it is you just don't know what the year holds. You know, if you, something crazy happened and someone lost a job or there was an illness, it, it is a commitment to make, but as long as you move the date and you don't cancel it, you can keep your deposit. And then if you move it to, say, the summer, we, we book in September because that's the cheapest time to go. If you if you book in the summer and it's more expensive, then you just have to pay that difference oh, right, for the right, cruise right. amount. Yeah, that shipboard credit would have been nice. Been on one cruise, and it was in 2002 for our honeymoon, and I'm sure we got something. We booked ours through local AAA office because we did a week in the park and mm -hmm. then a week on the Magic yeah, I would highly recommend using a travel agent to book a cruise. Yeah, um, I definitely would now if we did it again, well, especially because I'd have to bring five. So I'd have to take out a mortgage, second mortgage anyway. <laughs> but that shipboard credit would, would, would probably be blown on the first day of day drinking, night drinking, 
midnight drinking. <laughs> yeah, it went quick for us. Like we ended up getting through that shipboard credit very fast, especially with going to Remy twice. <laughs> so that, that'll make it that'll that'll make you burn money right there. But it, it's such a fantastic experience, and the cruise Disney just does cruises to a whole nother level. I mean, we got off the cruise ship, and my my mom was a big cruiser, and this was her first Disney cruise, and she's she's completely in love. I mean, they everybody was so quick to book the next cruise because we had such an awesome time. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So if there's anything else I can answer about the cruise, let me know. I know Mel is our uh, cruise line expert, but <laughs> being fresh off the cruise, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. We've done a Halloween cruise as well as a Christmas cruise now. Um, so we'll be back on the Halloween one next time. But I'd love to do the Star Wars day at sea. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to do that too. Definitely. My wife's a huge Star Wars. I am too, but she's the one who got me kind of hooked more on it than I was originally so yeah that seems like a lot of fun to do that one so for the halloween is it just one night that it's halloween or is like the whole cruise every day some sort of a halloween themed event yeah they kind of do a build to it so the first day you they have the pumpkin tree there and they'll um they do a little show the kid the children can put a pumpkin seed in in a lantern and then the next day the tree has sprouted pumpkins so they have that one evening where they tell ghost stories and a guy with a lantern comes out. And then I believe the next day is the actual like party and their characters are dressed up with their Halloween costumes. And then they do the mouse parade where you can also get dressed up and they have a costume party and dance party and everything. And they'll give away candy to the kids. So I think it's more like two days and then they have the pirate night and that's pretty exclusive to just the pirate stuff. But I think just two days for the most part. Cool. cool the decorations cool. on the cruise for Halloween are beautiful. It, it's imagine. so much fun to come into the lobby and see that tree and all of the Mickey shaped pumpkins and the theming. And they even take some of like the porthole windows and they make it like their spider webs on there. And they have music playing throughout the cruise, throughout the, the boat where you can hear different music, which changes based on it being pirate night versus the masquerade party. So, you know, it just, Disney just does such an awesome job. And if you have kids, it's just, there's so much stuff for them to do. And even as parents, we were busy the entire time, but not in that stressful, busy way of like, you can, you can relax, but if you're looking for stuff to do, there's plenty of stuff to do as well. You're, you're not going to be bored. No, definitely not. Definitely. That's one thing I can say. And I remember back to our cruise, it was just the two of us. Like I said, it was honeymoon, but I feel like, we did a little bit of, and we didn't do a ton of, I think we only did two shore excursions and the other islands, we just kind of got out, walked around a little bit and then just wanted to hang out on the ship. And, and cause as Melanie said on here before and Milford and, and you as well, just if you have a bunch of first timers or people who like those islands, the ship is kind of empty and you pretty much have the run in the middle of the place, which is extra awesome because then you're just, you know, <laughs> there's less people you know in line for food or drinks or just I, mean, I went out and I remember checking out and played some basketball with just some people who were up on the deck there shooting hoops around and she lounged out in the sun and around the pool so yeah there's there's never nothing to do I mean you can do nothing if you want to do nothing but it's I think it's kind of hard to just do nothing <laughs> agreed yeah so it was an awesome time um feel free to shoot me a note on twitter or if you guys have anything else that you have any questions on you know reach out to mel or i or the group and be happy to answer anything that you guys have all right excellent cool that's so that's I'm glad you had a good time glad the weather was good and everything was went went very well now what we're going to do is 
another big aspect of of anything having to do with Disney, whether it be in the parks or or on the cruise or anywhere, is the music that Disney chooses that to go to each themed area. Now, we all are familiar with all the sounds around the parks. Each themed land in all of their parks all over the world have different background music that plays that just sets the tone for where you are. It brings you back to that time. It just It's just that extra, besides dotting the I's and crossing the T's, it's just that extra little bit to really immerse you in, in the theme of, of where you are. And, you know, that's what sets Disney parks and Disney entertainment above and beyond anything else because it's not just an amusement park. It's a theme park, and it's, it's a theme for a reason. That's, that's what they want you to do. They want to take you out of the real world and bring you into this fantasy world all in. I know we've we've covered some area loops and and favorite in park audio and stuff before on here. So now we wanted to kind of talk about some of our favorite songs within the movies, whether it be animated features, live action features, or even songs from attractions that we really enjoy listening to a lot. Just kind of th- stuff that when we're thinking of we want to listen to a Disney song or soundtrack, and this is the one that we like that old go to, you know something you always want to you always want to hear it always brings you back to either your childhood or to watching your favorite movie so i think tonight we will start with jessica what do you got for us okay so my number three favorite disney song ever is a pirate's life for me from pirates of the caribbean and my my first thought is that it's the one from the attraction but I, I'm trying to remember, is it in the Pirates movies, or do they just kind of have it like... He speaks it at times at the end of a couple of them, but the Yeah, actu- that's what I thought. Yeah, they, the actual song has not been in any of the movies a, as we know it, not in its entirety. There's There's been certain parts of it spoken at the end by Jack, but... Okay, that's what I thought, because I haven't watched him in a while, but I sort of remember him with the compass saying, like, drink up me hearties, yo-ho, or something casual, right? Yes, yeah, okay. But I just love that song because I think it's a classic Disney song. It's instantly recognizable. It kind of sets the mood for my favorite ride. So that's just always a song. If I want to get pumped up for a trip or something, that is a song that I'll put on because I just love it. Okay, my second favorite, Don't Roll Your Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Let It Go from Frozen. <laughs> no, I almost picked that one. Okay. I'm with you. I saw it on opening night, so this was not a bandwagon thing, I swear. But I just think it's a really pretty song. I'm learning how to play it on the piano. And I just, like, I relate to a lot of what she's saying in it. And I just really like it. And for a while, it was kind of ruined for me because everyone everywhere was screaming it all the time. But now that that's kind of calmed down again, I can go back to being like, no, I really really do like that song. And I've talked about it before, but Elsa's my favorite Disney character. So it was just really cool for me to have a song that powerful come from a character I really liked anyways. My favorite Disney song ever is Under the Sea from The Little Mermaid. Nice. Because I just think it's so much fun. It's got so much energy. It's just a great song. And if someone were to point to me and say, name a Disney song, that's what I would come up with. Because I just think it's classic and it holds up over time. And it's just awesome. It's fun. No doubt. No doubt. Now, Let It Go, I I don't roll my eyes because when that movie came out, I didn't see it right away. I don't remember when we went and saw it. I took the kids and everything to the theater. And I think enjoyed the soundtrack more than I enjoyed the movie right away. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very empower, empowering song. 
especially if you yeah, have, especially if you have daughters. I have one daughter. I mean, my sons really liked it too. But I know my daughter's not a giant princess fan, but I know she really enjoyed that song and did sing it a lot, and you know, wanted it on her iPod for a long, long time. So I, I completely can relate to to how you would how you would feel about it because it's definitely for for young girls and even for young women or or anybody it's definitely an empowering song if you listen to the lyrics and relate to what she went through in the movie to the struggle she had within herself so no that's that's definitely a good one definitely definitely well i'm glad that you guys agree (laughs) (laughs) and now that i'm thinking of it because i haven't watched them pirates movies in a long time which saddens me (laughs) because i used to watch them quite often in the first one when jack and elizabeth are on the beach they do sing almost the full chorus of it with all the rum and and bad on me for not remembering that right away (laughs) so anyway before i before i keep rambling hey it's all good (laughs) uh adrian how about you okay well when we decided on this topic two songs came to my mind immediately and I will go ahead and preface this whole conversation with the fact that I am that mom that will embarrass her children because I sing Disney songs all the time Me too. and I mean to the point where I'm so glad you're that kind of mom too RJ I... um, <laughs> sorry I had to put that out there that's all right but I mean my children will will get in the car and of course we have a um, Pandora playlist right so we'll get in the car and they'll beg to listen to Disney songs and like two songs in, my daughter's like, she has that look on her face of, I totally regret this decision because I'm rocking out in the front seat and they're back there going, I don't know what you're doing. So anyway, all of that to say this, the first song that came to my mind was Be Prepared from The Lion King. It is, nice. I love that song. I do. And I don't know if it like says something about me <laughs> um, <laughs> or what, but I just love how powerful it is. I love that there's some humor in there from the hyenas. I love everything about that song. And plus the animation during that scene is gorgeous. Yep. The second song that came to mind immediately was I See the Light from Tangled. That's another one where it's just, again, the animation during that scene is beautiful. Um, I'm a sap for a good love story anyway. So it's just this beautiful (laughs) love song. I love it. I just love it. And then the last one is also from The Little Mermaid. It's Le Poisson. Uh, Yes. Um, Chef Louis. Yes, I love it. Um, And really, that stems not so much. I I love the song. I think it's hilarious and fun. And you can really embarrass your children with that one. Oh, yeah. But I had this friend in high school. Shout out to Katie. And (laughs) she knew that song backwards and forwards. And she was one of those girls who, you know, had no shame whatsoever. So we would be, you know, out waiting for our parents in ninth grade. And she would be singing it as loud as she possibly could with (laughs) gestures and the accent and everything. So it just, every time I hear that song, I think, I think of those memories and, um, and I just love, and it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. But that's where my top three immediately, it didn't take that much thought. (laughs) (laughs) That song is such an under, I don't even know if it's rated anywhere, but it's such a forgotten song amongst all of them from the movies of that era, because you can list all those movies from the, from 89 through, you know, now. And there's not, there's not one that's like a crappy soundtrack. And I don't know why that song doesn't get more love. I, that scene in that movie is 
friggin' hysterical. I mean, it's just the whole thing is just great. It is. And I think it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's sort of like in summer from Frozen. And I guess, I don't know, but it, it doesn't move the plot really at all. No, no, it's not at all. fun. And so maybe that's why it's forgotten, but that's why I love it. Yep, definitely. <laughs> and a little fun fact, the fellow who voiced Chef Louis, I don't want to say his name because I will completely butcher it because it's a French <laughs> name, but he was the same voice actor who did Lumiere. Oh, Rene cool. Abajuneris or something like that. Yeah, it's the same same fella. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yep, yep. And I believe he had something to do with one of the incarnations of the Broadway musical too. When it on it, in its first run, hmm. I could be wrong on that, but there was. He's got. He's another voice actor who's kind of like a deep connection to Disney. All that's right. Cool. How about you, Milford? Well, my list. Uh... Somebody stole one of mine already. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, my my number three one was "Be Prepared" from The Lion King because I just yes. I just love that. And then you know that's kind of got a double because it's my favorite attraction at Animal Kingdom as far as shows is the Festival of the Lion King show mm-hmm. with the guy that comes out and twirls the fire sticks and it, yeah. it's just awesome. Uh, my second one on the list is Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. Just because it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, LeFou in there and, and, you know, they're spitting and, you know, everything else that a guy does. I think and then, I think one of my favorite things about that one, sorry to interrupt, but sorry. is how many parodies there are of that. Yes. Um, <laughs> like it just lends itself so easily. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then my favorite is Jack's Lament from Nightmare Before Christmas. Ah, because it's it's just really cool. It just kind of tells his whole story and 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 what's kind of going on in his life and and things. So that's my number one. Nice, nice. Okay, Crystal. Okay, so I would say my number three. I, I kind of went to like Magic Kingdom attraction songs initially so i love the tiki room song oh, <laughs> um, nice. with the birds sing yeah so my mom and i used to like dance around the house when i was younger to that one and we wear like tropical shirts to the park just for that attraction so we really love that it's back to the old classic version without me too. yeah <laughs> me too so we were happy for that change um number two and you all were talking about eye rolls on um, the eye rolling songs. <laughs> and I love It's a Small World. And I know other people are like gouge their eyes that out. that was going to no, come up. Not, <laughs> nope. I'm right there with you. I love it. Um, when my son was an infant, like I would just walk around and like hum that song to him all the time. And he loved the attraction. So just, I don't know. It, it makes me happy. And then my, I guess my, I'm, I'm tied for tied for one here. Um, so I love the Steamboat Willie song and it's actually my cell phone ring so yeah it's my cell phone ring and i may have picked up a nickname at work so people will actually like email me and they'll be like hey steamboat willie can you send this to me (laughs) (laughs) so slightly embarrassing but i do love it as well as the aladdin soundtrack so just like every song in that movie um, Mm -hmm. i think is fantastic so those are kind of jockeying for first but i do have to say that i have a love-hate relationship with the song hi ho because (laughs) <laughs> my son is obsessed with Hi-Ho, that song right now, and we will sit in the car. I, I think I was telling you, for we, we left to evacuate for Hurricane uh, Matthew, and it was like 
10 hours in the car with just hi-ho on repeat. Oh, oh, man. So like the, like the first hour, you're like, oh, it's really cute. He loves it. And like hour 10, you're like, I'm going to lose it yeah. on a seven dwarf here in a second. So uh, anyways, so those are my top, my top ones. That's funny. So just in the interest of, of letting you know, the Steamboat Willie song is called The Turkey and the Straw. Is the name oh, okay. of that tune. Nice. Uh, so... You can look it up and Google it. Yeah, it's an old, old classic song, classical song. All right, so I guess it's my turn. So, well, well, I'm proud of all of you for keeping it within the three because I think I have ten. Because <laughs> <laughs> when I first started thinking about this and I sat down on the couch and I had a notepad and I started writing stuff down, I'm like, the, and, and the first one that came to my mind immediately for favorite, I'm not going to go in any sort of order here because I don't really, it, it they're all kind of my favorites, the ones that I put. But the first one that came to my mind was I've Got a Dream from Tangled. Yes! Uh, that That is easily shifting to my probably my favorite animated film, both past and present. I just – it's just a great – from the first time I saw it, I just loved that movie. And it reminds me – Rapunzel reminds me of my daughter because my daughter has ridiculously long blonde hair and she's a free spirit and – goofy and and the whole thing so and my nickname for my daughter is blondie i call her blondie all the time so movie's got a special place in my heart because of that but that scene in that movie i could watch it i could watch it a hundred times and just laugh every time and just try to pick out different stuff in the background and because i'm a nerd like that and i try to you know look for easter eggs even though it's not a pixar movie but you never know what they're putting in the background unless you really pay attention so i I don't know that's that's one of my favorite ones then i went about it a different angle it's like all right when i when i plug my ipod into my truck and and i throw the disney playlist on for like adrian said for my kids and my 11 and my 11 year old really doesn't want to listen to those songs anymore (laughs) so or almost 12 year old so uh he's you know he's got his ipad with his headphones on listening to whatever <laughs> but my my daughter and my my youngest my little guy who's four he, he's he's getting into that now where he's recognizing the songs and it's his favorite song is the mickey song which is the original mickey mouse clubhouse march which he likes a lot because he can sing to that and he does the high 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 and he puts his hands in the air and and the whole thing which i remember all of them doing all the time because the only thing that's playing in my truck when my kids are around is is Disney music and usually when I'm by myself too I don't listen to the radio so it's whatever is on my iPod so I I started thinking about what I always put in when I'm either with them or on my own and it's one of two songs it's either I want to be like you from the Jungle Book or everybody wants to be a cat from the Aristocats and I was trying to think why I like these songs so much and I probably overthought it but I've before Disney was the obsession that I had, it was music, which I still do enjoy music. I'm just not involved in it anymore. I've been playing drums for 30 years, and I played piano as well. So I was always, from a musical standpoint, those songs just jump out at me. Just, you know, I Want to Be Like You was, you know, if, if everybody hasn't seen it, you can Google the the recording sessions with Louis Prima where him and his him and his band are dancing around this the Disney studio recording the song just trying to get into character and you know Louis Prima was the voice for King Louis so it just watching that and just being like wow it just was like these guys are in they're not just playing the song because they were hired to play their song like these guys are into this song and it's just like 
the whole feel thing, which maybe just is for me, which I get. I'm, you know, I'm a little off, so <laughs> I get I'm the only one that probably gets this much out of music. And the same thing with Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. I mean, Scatman Carruthers was a big Dixieland jazz guy in the uh, 50s and 60s and 70s, and just that whole song, like the album version of that song, not the not the shortened version that they put on all the greatest hits album, like the album version from that soundtrack is just phenomenal. It's just a great, great tune. The way it starts, it builds up, comes back down. It's, you know, I'm getting, I'm going all nomenclature because Mel- Melanie's not here about song structure. But anyway, so those were, those are two of my favorites. And, and then my third one, I will, I went to the parks and it has to be uh, the original one little spark from the original Journey into Imagination with Figure and Dreamfinder, just because it brings me back to my childhood and it was a fun song. And I remember running around my house as a kid singing that with my mother because that was one of her favorite attractions. So songs like that 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 just bring me back to when I was a kid. And I also went right to Jessica's and and Crystal's favorites being the Tiki Room and. And A Pirate's Life for me, because those are two of my favorite attractions, especially, like Crystal said, that the Tiki Room is now back to almost it's what it was originally. They've, they've cut some of the show down, but it's pretty much the original show, and uh, which I'm glad. I mean, I liked, I liked Iago. I mean, he's funny in the movie, but he had no business being in that attraction because it was pretty terrible when him and, <laughs> and, and uh, Zazu were in there. I could go on and on about. It. I mean, every, everything that everybody mentioned was, was songs that I like. I mean, there's there's entire album. The, that Aladdin soundtrack is fantastic. I mean, a whole new world is is mine and my wife's wedding song. So that tells you how how dedicated we are to Disney music. So those are mine. I mean, I could probably go on about a ton of other ones. And so I don't know if if there was any other ones that anybody had on their list or didn't say because you kept it to three then floor is open to anybody else or stuff you remember your kids uh, really jamming out to like adrian likes to do in the car (laughs) (laughs) well who was it that mentioned aladdin was that crystal yeah i think yeah i can't believe i didn't think about that like the entire aladdin soundtrack yep is fabulous um especially prince ali prince ali yes yes that one's my favorite Yep, my kids make made. There was a time where, like Crystal said about Hi Ho, Prince Ellie had to play in constant rotation, <laughs> and I think it was That's my the fault. other song that he. We have to all like get maracas and walk around the house <laughs> and do like a parade. <laughs> Our son is a Disney kid. He's like, we have to do a parade, Prince Ellie. Come on. Yep. So, <laughs> well, hey, listen, go on YouTube and and bring up the old parade from the studios. There was an Aladdin parade, and that was the soundtrack. Iago came out and announced the parade, and it was it was a funny little announcement, you know, basically saying everybody find a spot now because the Aladdin's royal caravan is what it was called is starting, and it was that Prince Ali song for it was a short little parade. They had them for a lot of those movies that came out. They had one for Hercules. They had one for Mulan. And and the soundtracks to all of them were really, really great. But that Prince Ali one was fantastic because it was that song for the entire – it was just looped through the parade. And it had the characters come out. It was a couple different floats. It was like an eight-minute little parade. But it was great because they had that you know music blasting on the loudspeakers at, at MGM. So, yeah, if he loves really loves that, look that up on YouTube. I'm sure it's it's definitely got to be on there. It's called Aladdin's Royal Caravan. You know, And the whole Lion King soundtrack too. I mean there's not one terrible song on, on that one either. And the characters sell a lot of those songs, how they how they mm-hmm. sing it. You know, the 
from everything right from the opening number to just can't wait to be king you know it's another great tune i mean you know it's you can't help but not sing along with all these these songs i i have a hard time when i'm there being like in mickey's philharmagic you know all those songs i have to Mm -hmm. make sure i'm not sitting there whispering too loud (laughs) get nudged by my wife you know quiet down which was speaking of that I'll, i'll go off on a tangent here, when we were there a couple of weeks ago, when we were in Mickey's Phil Philharmagic, I'm pretty sure we were we were definitely in a theater with, I think three quarters, and it was pretty pretty full show. Three quarters of the theater were first timers, which is fantastic as somebody who's been there a lot and has seen it a lot, and I you know the show, but I still like it. But just seeing everybody scream and jump when the corks shoot out, and then you know when. <laughs> My favorite part of that is when Donald's trying to kiss Ariel and he gets zapped by the electric eel and he's you know bzz, 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 all over the you know I, I do that to my kids all the time and so it's just it's just really really funny and then you know at the end when Donald gets shot out and he's stuck in the wall behind you and it's and you know I turn around because you know but it's it's funny to see how many people don't turn around right away and then they kind of realize what's going on when they follow the sound and it's just I don't know I as someone who's been there a lot I love experiencing that. I think more than the attraction, like seeing people, like I'm a people watcher. I watch how people's reactions are. I just, I don't know. I, Cause then I'm like, if somebody doesn't like it, I want to know why. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I think now's a good time to wrap it up and, and this episode. So like we do at the end of every episode, we will let you know where you can find us on social media to get in contact with us about anything and everything you'd want start with crystal check me out on twitter at disney brewing thanks y'all okay and jessica you can find my blog at duchessofdisneyland.com i'm also on facebook at duchess of disneyland twitter at duchess jessica or instagram at the duchess of disneyland okay and milford you can find my milford on the move blog at milfordhutzel.com and i'm also on facebook uh, you can look for Milford on the Move, and I'm Milford on Move on Twitter. All righty. And Adrian? You can find my blog at wdwbound.com. You can find me on Facebook at adrienwdwbound and on Twitter at wdwbound underscore com. Awesome. And as for Melanie, you can find her on her website, dclprepschool.com, for all your Disney cruising needs questions. It's a great planning website. It's very in depth. Um, can't think of my words right now. So uh, <laughs> it's very in depth for layouts of the ships. You know, certain itineraries and just anything you really need to know. And you can look up that handle on on everything else on Twitter, on Instagram. On she's on Pinterest. I believe she said she started a Snapchat account. And all just look up DCL Prep. And you'll find her on there. And I promise she'll be back next week. We're going to hold her to that. <laughs> and as for me, you can find me on Facebook at RJ Lucia Jr. And I'm on the Twitter, Instagram, and the Periscope at BlackPearl454. As for this podcast, uh, catch us on our website, DizExplores.com, where you can find links to us on, on everything else. If you don't want to do that, you can just search for Diz Explorers on Twitter and Instagram. On YouTube, you can listen to this podcast as well. 
So we thank you again for listening along with us. And we will talk to everybody next week. Be prepared for the murkiest scam. Mantic.